Hi, everybody. I'm Deacon Dave, and welcome back to Grace and Suffering, a Lenten journey. We are on to day two as we continue on with this idea of what about suffering. And so AJ is going to take us a little bit deeper, I think, into this idea of forms and cause and all this stuff, AJ. So why don't you go ahead? Just throw it right on over. Yeah. <laughs> so, so when you think about the causes of suffering or the forms of suffering, they, as we mentioned earlier, they can come in all forms, physical, emotional, spiritual. Um, they can have causes that um, increase. There can be causes that increase our suffering and there can be reactions to suffering that increase our suffering. Um, when we think about what the ultimate suffering is, it's, it's a lack or a lack of something. And the ultimate form of suffering is a separation from God. So it's a lack of that relationship with God. And so when we take it um, to different levels of, for example, um, my husband was diagnosed with ALS. And, you know, we had a discussion actually um, before we started that ALS, is that a cause of suffering or is that the actual suffering? And what I know is that my husband suffered um, physically from some pain, lack of ability to move, lack of ability to eat, a lot of physical um, issues going on, but also emotional um, issues going on with ALS, which can easily lead to spiritual. Um, but there are things that we could do within that suffering that um, could have made it even worse. Um, if we had denied that he had ALS and not sought ways to make life easier and better um, as we dealt with it, then we would have had um, a greater degree of suffering. If we were embarrassed and didn't want people to come over and see him in that state and isolated ourselves, that would have been yet another um, increase in suffering of the additional loneliness that we might have felt. So I think that when we talk about um, our suffering and the causes and how we might react to it, it's important to distinguish where we have some control and where we don't have control over um, you know, trying to reduce the amount of suffering and ultimately reduce our ability to to use whatever it is we're experiencing to get closer to God. I think it's very interesting. You just said we can create more suffering by not effectively dealing with our suffering. What isn't that so true of like everything in life, right? If we don't handle things in in, in the most efficient or proper way, then oftentimes those things can snowball and get worse. And I can see how in a situation like with you and Jeff, where that could have happened very easily. Do you want to maybe talk a little bit about some of the struggles you had inside of that at the very beginning? Because I think one of them was denial or something like that. Yeah, so I'm not sure if, if we um, denied so much what was going on. But I'm talking about you, not, not Jeff. Well, he did a better job of not denying it probably than I did. Um, it was interesting because Jeff was able to tell people I have ALS and that those were words I just found I could not say um, and I appreciated that he was able to because once people knew I was then able to talk about it. Um, another example of how you can rely on other people to help you through <laughs> the parts that you're struggling with um, but it was just so surreal and it just there was a time of disbelief and a time of just not even being able to wrap our brains around the diagnosis, which had we not been able to ultimately wrap our mind around it, and um, I also make a distinction, I never accepted anything related to ALS, um, but through the course of the illness, I think we were able to surrender a little bit more mm -hmm. and to allow us to, you know, focus on the good as opposed to focus on the difficult and the, and the bad. 
so Lisa, what would be your definition of surrender since you brought that up? This, this difference, which I think is good, AJ, between acceptance and surrender, uh, especially as it involves suffering. Just to give it all to God. I mean, there's no, he doesn't, it's, it's hard not to worry about things. It's hard not to want to control things, but we just can't control them. So that's when we just have to surrender them or turn them over to God and just leave him, leave them at the foot of the cross for him to do his will in the situation. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do two things here, okay? The, the first one is, is that not only leave it at the foot of the cross, but you actually get on the cross with Jesus, right? Because there's this idea of uniting our suffering with mm. his. And, and really when we do that, what, what's really happening when we surrender is we ask him to enter into our suffering. Okay? So there's kind of it's kind of one and the same, really. But when we surrender it, we are not only giving it over to him, we're actually inviting him into it. Because we can't be removed or separated from our suffering. It just doesn't happen because we're the ones who are going through it. But when we ask Jesus to immerse himself, in a sense, uniting ourselves with his own suffering, because he too has experienced the suffering that we're going through, because it's all a result of, of sin in some way or another, uh, it, 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 it brings comfort. In. So I think we have wounds, emotional wounds, that cause us suffering. And a lot of times we maybe don't realize how we're reacting in certain situations that maybe kind of pick at that wound. And so that can cause suffering to others. For instance, like if I have, so my personal tendency is to withdraw and that tendency to withdraw and just shut everybody out can cause suffering to other people who are concerned about me and who are not sure what's going on with me and it can be hurtful to them. So once we realize triggers caused by wounds, then we can act in a, or respond in a different way to not, like kind of like AJ, what, um, AJ, what you were saying in that um, there was several different paths that uh, you and Jeff could have chosen how to uh, respond. So once I think we become more mindful of that, then we can invite God into those situations and help have him help us make a more positive response. Because other people want to help, you know, yes. and, 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 and they can unveil their own gifts in the helping of someone who's going suffering. I remember the other thing, AJ, is that... Um, is it okay that AJ was in denial at the beginning of this whole situation? Of course. Mm -hmm. Of course, because that's that's part of the whole grieving process. Mm -hmm. And so it's completely normal. If you're maybe in that situation right now um, where you've just entered into some type of suffering or someone close to you and denial is a part of your process, hopefully this series will help you to walk through all of that, to know that it's a perfectly normal human response to first have denial. It's okay. Any other thoughts from you on this, um, AJ? No. So in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of this Lenten journey and this podcast. Lord, we thank you for your Son who um, just loves us so much and is so willing to do um, anything he can to draw us into his sacred heart. Lord, as we continue on this journey, continue to open our hearts more and more um, to experience your love and your mercy in all that we do. 
Lord, I ask that you bless all listening and watching in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 See you next time. See you.